Hello, and welcome to this week's Next Sense Institute podcast. My name is Trudy Smith, and I am your host for today. I'm also the manager of continuing professional education at the Next Sense Institute. Got a really interesting lady for you to listen to today, Jessica Liang came as a recommendation. I've already been having a chat to her and she's fascinating. And so I hope that you enjoy this conversation as much as I know I'm going to. So Jessica, welcome. Lovely to have you with us. Can you please tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, thanks, Trudy. Lovely to be here. And um, it's such a great opportunity to share my story and give back as well. So a bit about myself. Um, I was born deaf and grew up hard of hearing. I had my first cochlear implant um, when I was 22 months old. And then I think four years ago, I had my second cochlear implant on the other end. Um, so I grew up in Western Sydney all my life. Um, and yeah, went to uh, Garfield Barwick School when I was younger. Um, I don't know if they have changed their name a lot, <laughs> but, um, and then I also uh, went to high school at Fort Street High. So um, had quite a academically <laughs> aligned um, uh, upbringing. And then um, at uni, I did a commerce and law degree at UNSW. So, um, what has driven me here is really just a passion for education and social impact. So that's driven my um, choices here and really just a desire to give back. So um, that's led me to being in this role right now where I am a program coordinator at the Social Impact Hub and uh, we hope we sort of work with social enterprises. Um, so they are impact-driven businesses with um, purpose and mission at their core, and we really help them build their own capacity to raise investments to scale their impact. Um, and another program that I lead is really enabling individuals who want to embed impact into their careers. Um, and they are able to undergo a program to embed impact in their career what does that look like and really get a sense of the social enterprise and impact investment sectors um, in the past I have worked in the international development space as well um, development space so I worked a year in Canberra before joining this role um, yeah it's been um, really fun ride really and really excited to share more of my experiences today. Absolutely. And it just there's there's so many things that I want to unpack in, in terms of what you've done. I'm really curious, Jessica, whether you you gained this wanting to give back and contribute and, and inspire other individuals. Is that something that you wanted to do when you were in high school or is it something that's come to you later when you learned that this kind of work was possible? How did you find this kind of work? Yeah, um, that's a really great question. I've always been a really curious person. So when I was younger um, in primary school, I've always been the person that's constantly absorbing a lot of information, reading books. And um, my favourite subject in high school is legal studies. <laughs> so legal studies, I was fascinated about how the law could protect um, individuals' rights and um you know, social justice issues. Um, so I was really interested in those issues and how can we make um, 
a society a better place. Um, so I w- would say sort of a bit of a started off with curiosity and interest in issues around you. And um, from there, you can also figure out um, what aligns with you well, what like makes you light up. And from there, I decided to do a law degree because I thought that would give me a lot of opportunities and out there. Um, interestingly, I'm not practicing as a lawyer. <laughs> I realized during uni I was just not the not the um, temperament to be a lawyer, but still have that um, social impact at the core. So, so, um, so yeah, I'm still working on that, but just um, in a different way. I assume that an understanding of how the law works would actually give you an insight into help being able to coach people into the things that are possible and aren't possible legally. Yeah, yeah. I must admit I wasn't a really great law student. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I did have a foundation, so it has helped me in that way in, in critically thinking about things. Um, sure. Yeah, I would say um, my university experiences outside just studying was probably my key highlight of that time, um, sure. of that five years at uni. Yep. Sure, and that is a long time at uni. Did you ever feel like there were any, you've ever had or come up against any barriers to what you wanted or have you gone into this work because you experienced those barriers and you wanted to help other people reduce them? Talk to me about that. Yeah, that. Oh no, yeah, that's a really interesting question. So I um, initially did law because I was super interested in disability because I was like, you know, um, there's a lot of discrimination against deaf and hard of hearing communities. Maybe I should go into law to explore this space. Um, initially, it was medicine because I wanted to become a surgeon for cochlear implant processes. And I was like, no, nah, I couldn't pass that. And I, just, <laughs> I just ended up with law. But yeah, so um, I think it all came back to my personal story about um, growing up with um deafness and um during uni there was even a period of self-exploration who am I um am I deaf or am I hearing um and I think that's very natural that's very normal to have and um everyone who is uh, on that spectrum of deaf to hearing um will have that experience and you'll just find out and navigate in your own way that feels most natural to you yeah, absolutely. So tell me about the opportunities that you were given. So five years at university, you've really experienced the tertiary system. And I wonder, were there opportunities that the university gave you? Were there support things that, that were put in place? How easily were they offered to you? Did you have to ask for them? How, how was that university experience for you? Yeah, um, during high school, there was the itinerant support teacher system, I think in the public school system. So um, with that, I had a very natural transition. They ensured that the supports in place for university was there. So depending on the university you go to, um, there would be, I think, in UNSW, it was called the Disabilities Unit. Or I can't quite remember the name now. Um, and they basically invited me into a conversation, talked about some of the access needs that I needed. So I said, um, in high school, I had exams, just for exams, I had a bit of extra time to process all the information and a separate place to have my exams. Um, During lectures, I had the option for live captioning, which is really great. So 
um, I would have transcripts of the information that I missed and I can refer back to that. Um, yeah, I think um, a really key lesson that I've found throughout that whole uni journey was the need to advocate for yourself. You need to stand up and say, yep, you're not hearing it. Um, you're not understanding something. And I will often have conversations with lecturers after the first lesson, just you know, five minutes after the lecture and say, these are my needs. Um, and all you need to do is just let me put my phone here, which records the audio for the live captioning. Um, I could understand like why it can be challenging for some people because everyone wants to just fit in in that time and you don't want to stand out um but yeah I think for those who don't really want to stand out like having that conversation after class is probably like a nice discreet way to share what you need without having the students you know look at you and oh what is that fm thing or what is that microphone doing at the table yeah yeah, yeah. so you know, there's there's so much that you're doing right now, and I, I think you know, for for a teenage um, student who's considering what's possible and thinking that sounds like that's something really interesting that they might be interested in doing. Do you have any advice for those students about that? That that you know, sometimes we we hear about people with disability, you know, being having low expect everyone around them having low expectations of their outcomes and those sorts of things. Do you have any advice for for those teenagers who like you dream big and want to live big? Yeah, um, I think it is a, uh, this is a lesson that I learned in hindsight, but it is really your um, deafness is really your superpower because um, I have told everyone because I am deaf, I get to sleep really well, which gives me more energy in the day <laughs> and uh, you don't have to compare yourself with other people um, and you're unique, you have a story to share and people want to hear that. Um, uh, well, this is just for me, but I have really great listening skills because I'm constantly needing to um, be more active in listening and comprehending what people are saying. So you have really great listening skills. And in high school, in the workplace, people often say listening skills is so underrated. So, um, yeah, uh, you just reframe it. Deafness is a real superpower. And um, you can tune out conversations if you don't want to listen to them. Like, who else can do that, right? So um, I think definitely you will face barriers along the way. That is uh, for sure. No one is, like, immune to any barriers. Everyone has their struggles in their own unique ways. So this is just your barrier to overcome. And I would say... Um, yeah, don't be discouraged by it. You just have to keep pushing on. Um, that even even if it's from your parent, I know the parent can be well intentioned. But uh, I'll give an example. Like my mom said, oh, you can't do German in high school for HSC because you know they've got this listening component and listening is hard for you. Um, you don't need to listen to that. You just do your own thing and just forge your own path forward. And, you know, life takes you in many different directions. And I would say really, really use that time after high school to really explore and discover who you are as a person. I think that's the most valuable piece because once you've got like a lot of adult life, then you can um, use that 
early time that's really unique to you to um, think through what you enjoy, what you like, and that could help you shape the experiences you want to get in your own life, um, even your career choices. Um, yeah, so that, that's been sort of how I've navigated that. So um, hopefully that's a good uh, good anecdote to share and one way that you could go about it. Absolutely. I think you bring a really interesting perspective and I guess that reminder that we were all have we all have barriers and battles and it's you're not unique yours is just unique to you in terms of what your particular battle or challenge is I think that's really a useful perspective and I think uh, you definitely give people lots of food for thought Jessica if people are wanting to to interact with you further and, and engage with your services how do we find you um yeah you can find me on LinkedIn um and um, type in my name, Jessica Liang, and um, I'm working at the Social Impact Hub. So if you are looking to um, do something impactful, I'm always here to um, hear you and um, hear what you have to say and really give you advice to push your little business idea forward. Um, yeah, so that will be where you can find me. Absolutely. And we will put a link to all of that in the show notes so people can find you as well. It's been such a delight to talk to you today, Jessica. I really appreciate your time. Thanks so much. No worries. Thanks, Judy.